0: Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Broomhead, Phoenix, Arizona, in for Glenn today. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. We are thrilled that you've joined us for part of your day. So much to talk about this morning. Of course, impeachment. We'll talk about how great the economy is and some of the things that are moving forward, the big moves China is making that's even going to make our economy even better. And we're going to move forward. We'll talk about this FISA investigation, the IG report, Horowitz, and, of course, the criminal investigation that's going on as well. Uh, So much of that happening, and they all are so intertwined it's amazing. Let's start with impeachment this morning as the Democrats rushed to impeachment. I thought that um, I thought Mitch McConnell said it best when they rushed through impeachment in the House of Representatives only to sit on it. Now, what are they afraid of? I don't know that they're afraid of anything. We've heard all of the conspiracy theories as to why Nancy Pelosi is holding on to articles of impeachment. But um, moving forward, what will the Democrats do? How will they do it if they do anything? Let's start this morning. The majority whip, James Clyburn, is talking about articles of, of impeachment and how long they're willing to hold these from the Senate. Um, now, this is a, a fairly long clip. I just want you to hear a, a quick a little bit of what Clyburn answered when talking about this holding on articles of impeachment. Uh, the president had more House members vote to impeach him than any president in history. To an extent, the outcome was predetermined. We knew it. After the president was impeached, a bit of a surprise to many people when the Mm. House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, suggested that she might wait to transmit the approved articles of impeachment to the Senate, which could possibly delay the Senate trial. I want you to listen to what she said last night. Delay transmitting the articles of impeachment and also sending over the House managers. Listen to this.
1: We cannot name managers until we see what the process is on the senate side and i would hope that that will be soon as we did with our legislation our resolution 660 to describe what the process would be uh so far we haven't seen anything that looks fair to us so hopefully it will be fair and when we see what that is we'll send our managers why the delay congressman well delay is made necessary because uh the majority of the senate uh, has made it very clear uh, that he is not going to be impartial. He's not going to be fair. He will collude, if you please, uh, with uh, the White House, uh, at least the White House's attorneys, uh, in order to decide how he will go forward. Why would the uh, Speaker of the House step into that uh, without
0: trying uh, to determine exactly what uh, the majority the leader plans to do? So I'll, I'll stop her that there. For this. In fact. This is uh, that was James Clyburn talking about how why they are doing this. What's funny about this entire process is most of us watched and the American people watched this impeachment process. There are a lot of things that have happened for the very first time ever, ever. And whether it's CNN or MSNBC, when you're not going to get a well-rounded picture of what's happening, what the Democrats have done, never have we seen an impeachment hearing done inside the Intelligence Committee. It's got to go through judiciary. That's the way that it's done. That's where articles of impeachment are run. But Adam shifted did something called an informal inquiry, which meant there were no rules. He made the rules up as he went along. He controlled those hearings. He did them inside the basement in what's called the skiff. And most of you have heard this before this that that word before. But the skiff is a soundproof room. There are no recording devices in these rooms, and a skiff is generally where top secret documents are kept. So every uh, you know a facility has a skiff, and it's a it's on a need to know basis what's in that room when there are documents held there. So if you are let's say you're with uh, FBI and you're working a case, and there are documents for you in the skiff. You sign in, you leave your recording devices, your phone, and everything else outside, and you're only reading the documents pertaining to your case. A lot of people imagine that you can walk into this room if you've got the clearance and just start reading things. That's not the way this ever works. But Adam Schiff decided that he was going to have hearings inside that room and exclude other members of Congress. He kept Republicans out. I know for a fact in my home state... Um, one of the members of Judiciary, uh, Congresswoman Debbie Lesko, attempted to get into the room. They would not let her into the meetings. Funny how there were leaks. Now, there was no way the Republicans on that committee were leaking the information that we heard. The information that we heard coming from those meetings came from Adam Schiff or Adam Schiff's colleagues on the Democratic side of the aisle. But for the very first time, there were these informal inquiry. So that's how they were able to drag that first part of it out. Then Nancy Pelosi said we are going to have a formal inquiry. And so then they kept it inside the Intelligence Committee, and Adam Schiff ran an Intelligence Committee inquiry into impeachment. It had no teeth. It had absolutely no reason to exist other than to prolong and try to make the president look bad. And it was working. If you looked at what was happening at that time, the American people were listening to what Adam Schiff was leaking and then what was being said and saying this president should be impeached. Let's move forward with impeachment proceedings. Not necessarily throw him out of office, but there was enough meat on this bone to warrant going further. So Adam Schiff brought witnesses in. How many days were they in that committee of a formal inquiry before they brought in one fact witness? As a matter of fact, the first three people they brought in All three of those people admitted they weren't listening to that phone call. They, Most of them, I think all three of them admitted they'd never even had a conversation on any level with the President of the United States. No fact witnesses. So abruptly, when all of this is going on, she turns it over and it goes to judiciary. And Nancy Pelosi said of this process, we are like a jury. We are going to look at exculpatory evidence. We're going to come to a conclusion. So now, knowing what you know, Does anybody believe that there was exculpatory evidence that was even considered? No Republican witness was allowed to testify. So here's the spin from the other side. They say, yes, there were. There were two or three witnesses that were on the list or one witness on the list of the Republicans that testified. That was because that witness or those witnesses were also on the Democrats witness list. There was no witness that was solely on a Republican witness list that ever saw the light of day as far as testimony is concerned. The president's people were not allowed to participate and it had no teeth anyway because they do not issue articles of impeachment. They don't draw them up. They don't vote on them. That's judiciary. Now it goes to judiciary. They had three lawyers testify. They were all law professors and legal minds about the validity of impeachment. Then they had four lawyers testify, Republican and Democrat from Judiciary, Republican and Democrat from the Intelligence Committee. So there are seven witnesses that we heard from. None of them were fact witnesses. None of them had any firsthand knowledge of this case at all whatsoever. None of them. After those seven people testified, Nancy Pelosi holds a press conference and said, we're moving forward with articles of impeachment. I am am not a lawyer, but there are a lot of lawyers that listen to this program. How many of you could get into a trial and send it to the jury for judgment, because that's what they did in judiciary when they voted on articles of impeachment, and looking at the facts entered into testimony? If you're looking at the facts that have been testified to only, which is what you're supposed to do in a trial, how could you possibly move forward with impeachment? There wasn't one factual thing said about anything the president did wrong they've moved the the uh, the needle and the goalpost on all of this over and over again quid pro quo extortion bribery abuse of power it's always something new and the reason why they came to the conclusion on bribery was a focus group they were focus grouping different words that would resonate with voters bribery worked that's why they switched it to bribery so judiciary votes on and across party lines, or along party lines, they vote to pass the articles of impeachment to the full House. The only thing bipartisan about any of this were the no votes. There was not one Republican that voted for it. The standard set in 1998 by, by Nancy Pelosi and by Nadler and this year and last year by both of them saying it needed to be both. It needed to be both overwhelming evidence, and it had to be bipartisan. Neither is the case. So now that uh, the American people see what this is all about, they're back to saying they don't think this needs to happen. As a matter of fact, in a few moments, we'll let you hear some of that. Some of the voters saying that this is going to be bad for the Democrats. It's going to backfire. And what are the reasons for all this, in a moment, I'm going to talk to you about what I believe are some of the main reasons why this is such an imperative for the people on the left. We're going to get to that here in a few moments. You'll hear from voters as well. My name is Mike Broomhead, and this
2: is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
2: You have heard me talk about Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and how his pillow has given me a great night's sleep, which I need. Now, from time to time, he'll send me something to try. From pillows to the sheets to the towels, I've loved them all so far. You're the one who have built this into an incredible company and have trusted Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. So Mike wants to do something for you. And that is his Giza Dream Sheets, which are great. He's going to give you an incredible deal. These sheets come with the world's best cotton. They are uh, ultra soft. They're breathable yet extremely durable. And right now, the Giza Dream Sheets. Buy one, get one set free, plus shipping with the promo code back. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money back guarantee. You're going to love it, and if you don't, send them back. It's MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials to buy one pair of Giza Dream Sheets and get the other one free, plus shipping. There's also deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products that you are just going to love as much as I do. Enter the promo code back, or call 800-966-3117 and get the great radio specials
0: hey thanks this is uh the glenn beck program i'm mike broomhead and uh so much here going on as as we're talking about impeachment and the impeachment of a president of the united states this is an incredible time in our country now there is a story out this this morning talking about the judicial appointments of president trump Donald Trump has appointed now 25% of the circuit judges across the country. Trump appointments now number 25% of the judiciary, which is driving, I believe, driving the left insane. The prospect of Ruth Bader Ginsburg not staying on the court for another four years because of health reasons. Now, I want to say this up front. I have never nor will I ever wish anyone ill, including RBG. We're just talking about how her health has been, and can she fulfill another four years on that court? People are saying that probably not. Well, she is known as the liberal lioness of the court. If Ted Kennedy was the liberal lion in the Senate while he were alive, she has been the liberal lioness and has voiced her displeasure in this president a number of times. If she were not able to stay on the court, it will be a Trump appointee that replaces her. So it is imperative for the left to get rid of Trump. And if not Trump, the consolation prize would be to flip the Senate. So we're watching this plan unravel. And I believe I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I I don't believe in conspiracy theories. Often there are some things that we find out later are way too shady to not be true. We're going to get into that in a few minutes with what happened with Carter Page and the uh, FISA investigation, because that turned out to be a nightmare for the FBI. But in this case, the the idea that they flip the Senate, if not replace Trump or both, is imperative because of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. If the Democrats could control the Senate, they control the Judiciary Committee, which means they don't have to pass through any Trump nominee, not one. So what they're doing now is setting up Trump as the bad guy. They've got articles of impeachment that they know are, are really weak, as weak as it possibly gets over that phone call. The more people hear of that phone call, the more they hear of what the charges are against the president, the more American voters are saying this is not something that we want. This is not what impeachment was intended to do. And we are watching. The unraveling of them, and I I have to give Nancy Pelosi credit for uh, politics, and I mean this sincerely. She is a phenomenal politician, The reason why she's the Speaker of the House, she raises money like nobody's business. She is a great fundraiser, but she also is a power broker. Remember how she forced through Obamacare, making promises of fundraising and making promises of support and also promising bad things if her colleagues didn't get it passed. But you look at what they are doing right now or how they've done this with articles of impeachment. So this is what Nancy Pelosi's got going on, and we're going to talk about more of this here in just a couple of moments. Again, I'm Mike Broomhead
2: on the Glenn Beck Program. You know, there's a saying in business, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And now the rapid pace of business, it's hard to keep up with those numbers. Can you afford to expand? Can you make that new hire? Can you launch a new ad campaign? How's revenue pacing uh, compared to last year? Now, most companies don't have a clear picture of their finances, so they make business decisions without that critical information based on their gut or worse, their fear. And that's why many businesses fail. Serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run on NetSuite by Oracle. This is the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite offers a full picture of all of your finances all in one place in real time right from your phone or your desktop. So you don't have to guess anymore. And that's why NetSuite customers grow three times faster than the S&P 500 and you can too. Schedule your free demo right now and receive their free guide, 7 Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at netsuite.com slash back. Set up your free demo and get your free guide today. netsuite.com slash back.
0: All right. So let's get back to this with um, this idea of why they are impeaching. They really need the, the importance here for them is getting rid of Trump is, I, I believe, the judicial appointments. I think that's a big part of it. The Supreme Court and the other judicial appointments, because it's the longest lasting legacy of any president. And this president has been appointing a lot of judges to the courts. I live in the Western United States where the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals is the most overturned court in the land. They have been overturned more than any other court, but it's also more than double the size of any other appellate jurisdiction in the country. They would need to divide this into three parts for it to be the size of any other. If you divide it in half, they're still the two largest. So they have an overwhelming caseload and they have been known as a liberal leaning court. Well, the president has appointed quite a few judges there and it's not, that's, it's not that way anymore in the Ninth Circuit. So when liberals are judge shopping, they're not able to find as friendly judges as they used to. If you remember watching the, the, them go to court over, you know, immigration was not a big topic for today, although ICE has come out with a video about how they were able in sting operations to get illegal aliens and fake colleges and universities. I live in a border state, so it's something that's on the front burner for us all the time. But if you remember, the president of the United States said he wanted to fix he wanted to fix what was going on with the DREAMers and DACA. And he ordered the Congress in the next six months while he sunsetted the DREAM Act. He wanted them to fix the immigration system in this country. It would have protected two and a half more times DREAMers than are protected currently. And it would have fixed a lot of our immigration problems. It would have gotten rid of chain migration. It would have gotten, gotten rid of the visa lotteries and what the democrats did was went to court and found a friendly judge to their cause that said that this president could not reverse an executive order from a former president with an executive order unheard of but that's that's part of the that's part of the issue with the judiciary these lifetime appointments so when you look at what the voters are now saying about impeachment they don't like it The president of the United States is enjoying enjoying a huge spike in support from donors. And what you hear in the media, we know from the last election cycle is not necessarily true. When we saw exit polling and the polling in days before the election, Vegas is rarely wrong. But all of the odds were that President Trump was going to lose this election. That Hillary Clinton was the heir apparent and was going to be president of the United States. None of that happened. So now we continue to hear about this president's dismal poll numbers still under 50 percent. But when you look at the fundraising that they've done, the Republicans have seven times more money, seven times more money on hand for the election year than the Democrats do. The President of the United States and the Republican Party have have raised millions of dollars since impeachment were announced. And when you look at the numbers of who's donating, first of all, it's small donations, it's not large donations. The the left will tell you these large large corporate cronies and that is not the case. And there is an overwhelming number of people that have donated to a political campaign for the very first time. There has been an engagement from people that are independents and on the right. That think that the idea of impeachment is a disaster. And it is. There are a couple of things that our constitution provides for removing a president. And we've watched the left abuse them like crazy during these, these, these impeachment attempts and the first part of his term. You watched MSNBC and CNN especially would bring on a mental health experts that continued to say that this president is mentally ill, dangerous, and needs to be pulled off of Pull out of office. He needs to be removed. They started talking about using the 25th Amendment. Now, most Americans, educated in civics or not, are not familiar with the ins and outs of the 25th Amendment, myself included at the time. But that mechanism in place to remove a president that's incapacitated but not dead, can't do the job, can't resign the position, but needs to be removed. So the cabinet can vote. They take it to the Congress. The Congress approves it. They pass on the presidential powers to the vice president of the United States. The vice or the president of the United States has two weeks in order to get back to Congress to plead his or her case that they are able to do the job. If they can do the job, then they're restored presidential powers. That was the purpose of this amendment. And look how they tried to abuse it by saying he's mentally ill and the cabinet should vote him out. And now they're doing the same thing with impeachment. The problem is this will far outlive Donald Trump. I don't need to, nor do I want to defend Donald Trump. He's going to be just fine with or without the presidency. But this is about what we do as a country. Do we really want to have this happen? Because it's going to continue to happen on both sides of the political aisle if the American people don't speak out. Coming up, we talk about the FISA judge and the orders after the inspector general's report. How bad this is now for the FBI. It is a very difficult time because of what James Comey and Andrew McCabe did. I'm going to go into detail about that coming up. We'll do that in the next half hour. Again, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Mike Broomhead, and this is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
2: If you're looking to fully protect your home with award-winning 24-7 home security, now is the time to do it. Time is running out on Simply Safe's biggest sale of the year. SimpliSafe has everything that you need to protect your home and your family. There's smart lock, video doorbell pro, it defends your front door. But it's an army of sensors and cameras that guard every window, door, and room in your home. And if there is ever a break-in, SimpliSafe is the only one that's able to give real-time video confirmation to police as it happens so they respond free- Three and a half times faster on average. It's no surprise that Simply Safe has won ad and PC Magazine's Editor Choice Awards, with families traveling during the holiday season and leaving your home empty with the expensive gifts behind. Simply Safe's holiday sale couldn't come at a better time. 25% off plus a free HD security camera. But it ends December 31st. So go to simplysafeback.com now. Remember, this sale ends December 31st. simplysafeback.com.
0: Hey, thanks for being here. My name is Mike Broomhead. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. And for Glenn Beck this morning, appreciate you being here. Happy uh, holidays to you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Um, if you're a social media user, you can find me on Twitter, at Broomhead Show is where you can find me, at Broomhead Show. Um, I, uh, I do mornings in, in Phoenix, Arizona. This FISA report, this IG report, is a much bigger story than is being covered. I understand that impeachment is sucking all of the air out of the room in many cases, but this goes all the way back to when we got the Mueller report, where all of this investigation came from. There is a lot more to this story than the average person understands. This was dirty from the beginning. I had done a storyboard online, a video of this a a year and a half ago or a year ago. This was ugly in how this was all put together. And that dossier that was used, as it was proven turned out that the FBI did not vet this, this uh, what they called the uh, opposition research in the dossier. Carter Page was surveilled, and Carter Page was an American citizen surveilled under false pretenses. The courts have now said it. As a matter of fact, the presiding judge of the FISC, which is the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, On December 5th ordered the FBI to review every single case that this lawyer, Kleinsmith, ever worked on. Kleinsmith has been accused of altering an email that was used and then was the final step in getting a FISA or a, yeah, a FISA order in a FISC, a, a court to surveil an American citizen. Now, the way these FISA order works and people complain about them being approved so often. Well, the reason why it's such a high percentage of approval isn't because it's lax. It's because of the steps that are taken beforehand. An agent in a field office and incidentally, this initial investigation being handled by James Comey and Andrew McCabe at FBI headquarters is exactly the problem. I don't know of another time ever that this has happened, and I've got friends that have been with the FBI for over 50 years between them and other people that are actively in the FBI. Investigations are not run out of headquarters. They are not investigators. They're politicians. They're bureaucrats. Investigators in a field office investigate when they believe that they have reason to surveil, especially an American. They take it up through the chain of command and FBI lawyers at the local field office approve it. It goes all the way up to the headquarters level where it's gone through again and they make sure that all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed. The same thing happens at the DOJ where the DOJ goes through the same process locally, a U.S. attorney working with an agent, working this process up through the chain of command in both of their respective agencies. It gets to the top, and it goes off their desk in front of a judge, and a judge then looks at that evidence, approves it, and allows surveillance. You have to go back every 30 or 60 days to get approval to continue the surveillance. You have to show fruit. You can't just um, perpetually surveil an American or anyone. And that's exactly what happened here. On three different occasions, they went back to get renewal on surveilling Carter Page they didn't use exculpatory evidence. They didn't tell the judge all of the details. They never vetted the dossier that turned out to be completely wrong in which Mueller and the Mueller report debunked the key pieces that they used as evidence against Carter Page. When you look at the foundations of this and how it led to impeachment, collusion, collusion. Russian asset, Russian agent. You still have Democrats that are going on right now on television over the weekend saying that this president is still a Russian agent or they fear that Vladimir Putin is is bribing this president. And none of that is true. Again, if you were to take Donald Trump's name out of this, if we were able to, because he is such a polarizing figure you would see just how heinous this was. So now you have a judge, the presiding judge of the FISC, is ordering a review of all of these cases. For those of you that are listening, that are in law enforcement or a prior service in law enforcement, you know better than anyone, a cop is taught day one of the police academy, and it doesn't matter if it's the FBI academy or your local sheriff's department or police agency. Officers are taught day one. Do not lie. Don't lie in a report. Don't lie in an interview and certainly never lie on the witness stand. If you do something wrong, you own up to it because the lie will follow you for the rest of your career. If you lie under oath, every case you ever testified in or will testify in is going to be held in um, less regard. It will be suspect. And that's exactly what we're seeing here. The foreign intelligence surveillance courts are now going to make it so much more difficult on the legitimate FBI agents out there that are working hard, doing the right thing, and getting surveillance order when they are warranted by law. Because James Comey, the politician, and Andrew McCabe, the politician, were worried about their jobs. I firmly believe that they believed, like everyone else, that Hillary Clinton would be president. They didn't want a negative investigation with their names on it and they certainly were going to do whatever they could to make sure they kept their jobs. I don't necessarily believe it was political at the beginning. I think it was self-serving. It was self-preservation. No one involved in this believed that this would see the light of day. Why? Because Hillary would be president, and Donald Trump complaining about a rigged election would never see the light of day. How do we know that? Barack Obama. Barack Obama said during the campaign... In reference directly to Donald Trump, no foreign government has ever altered an American election or will be able to. And I suggest Mr. Trump go out there and get votes when the election was over and Hillary did exactly what she was afraid Donald was going to do and say it was stolen from her by the Russians. Barack Obama came out and said, we knew more about the actions of the Russians than we told anybody, but we didn't want Trump to use it as an excuse, so we downplayed it. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what the White House or the former president said. So they were well aware of all of this ahead of time. And yet, there's a surveillance order on Carter Page. So now, there's a criminal investigation going on. Because remember, Horowitz, the inspector general, He did not have any arrest or subpoena power. He could only talk with people that were willing to talk with him. That is not the case with the U.S. attorney that's doing the investigation now. Subpoena and arrest powers. And they are looking at communications between the former FBI director, James Comey, and the former CIA director, Brennan. This is going to get ugly. And within the next couple of days, you are going to see James Comey, Andrew McCabe and Brennan lawyer up because they're going to find themselves in severely hot water. This is the kind of stuff that America looks at and we should all be terrified. This is, this crosses party lines. Take Donald Trump's name out of this. I want you to hear, I want you to hear Adam Schiff. Because Adam Schiff was asked about Carter Page and the surveillance of Carter Page under false pretenses. This is what we got from Schiff. Carter Page
1: says that the FBI spying into his life ruined his good name. That's a quote. He also says that he will, quote, never completely have his name restored. Do you feel any sympathy for Carter Page?
2: Uh, I have to say, uh, you know, Carter Page came before our committee and for uh, hours of his testimony. Denied things that we knew were true, later had to admit them during his testimony. Um, it's hard to be sympathetic to someone who isn't honest with you when he comes and testifies under oath. Um, it's also hard to be sympathetic uh, when you have someone who is admitted to being um, an advisor to the Kremlin.
1: But then was also informing the CIA.
2: Yes, yes. Which we um, didn't know about. Who was apparently both targeted by the KGB uh, but also talking to uh, the United States and its agencies. Um, and that should have been included, made clear, uh, and it wasn't, according to the Inspector General.
0: So now you see how sad he is for someone that was surveilled. We're going to talk about this some more. There is more to this story, and it's going to have a fallout for years to come. Pull Trump's name out of it. You take Donald Trump's name out of all of this, and it becomes obvious that this was an abuse of power by the American government. More on this coming up in a moment. Again, my name is Mike Broomhead, and this is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
2: We all have holiday traditions. Maybe it's whipping up a special dish or wearing a certain sweater of questionable fashion. But it turns out that cybercriminals have a tradition of their own. Trying to take what's yours, because they know this time of the year you tend to do a lot more while connected to Wi-Fi. That's why Norton 360 gives you multiple layers of protection, such as a VPN to block hackers from seeing your private info that you're sending over Wi-Fi or a password manager to securely manage all of your login information, real-time device protection against evolving threats, and so much more. Now nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 gives you a powerful layer after layer of protection, a whole lot more than your traditional antivirus. So get Norton 360 and save up to 50% off your first year with an annual subscription. This is an amazing offer. Go to norton.com/back, that's norton.com/back and save up to 50% off right now. Hey, thanks again for being
0: here. My name is Mike Broomhead, and this is the Glenn Back Program. Talking about the surveillance of an American citizen in, in the FISC or the FISA courts, um, it is something that is, is very dangerous when it's abused. I think all of us understand that. Uh, Ted Cruz was talking about this. The senator was talking about this IG report and how the politicization of all of this happened.
1: So Nancy Pelosi said after the impeachment that maybe she'll sit on the articles of impeachment before <laughs> sending it
0: over to you and your colleagues in the Senate. Can she do that? Uh, you know, you can't make this up. Uh, listen, I think this is a sign of weakness. That This is a sign she understands just how weak these articles are. And these articles of impeachment that they actually voted on were really an admission of failure. Uh, For months, they had been promising all of this evidence of criminal activity. For months, they'd been talking about bribery. They'd been talking about quid pro quo. But then they heard all the evidence, and they got no evidence of it. And these articles don't allege any crime. This is the first time in the history of our country that a president has been impeached without a single article alleging any criminal conduct. They don't allege any crime. They don't even allege any federal law that was violated. This was, at the end of the day, a political response because Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats hate the president. And, and that's a lead into the, what he was talking about later, which was the, they politicized this investigation, the IG report. Here's the issue with all of this that they have a, the FISA courts were designed in the 1970s. Now, like a lot of people, the assumption has been that after 9-11 with the Patriot Act and otherwise, the FISA courts, the FISCs were developed, and that's not the case. If you remember going back into the 1960s, the federal government arbitrarily, at their own desire, would surveil people. Martin Luther King Jr., if they labeled you as subversive, they did surveillance well, that is not an American principle, and that's where FISA or the FISC were developed. And it was, it was a set of checks and balances to be able to, to surveil a foreign entity. And if an American was caught up in that surveillance of a foreign entity, there were rules that had to apply, and you had to get a, um, permission from a court to surveil. So they used this dossier, which was hired by, by, um, Hillary Clinton and the DNC as opposition research. It was never evidence. And if uh, I'll give you a, an analogy, um, any couple that's ever gone through a divorce realize is it is a horrible time. And they say that a criminal court is good people or bad people on their best behavior. And in a family court, it's usually good people on their worst behavior because it's so emotional. If there is an accusation of abuse by a spouse that is getting a divorce, investigators investigate, but they look at it with a higher level of suspicion because of the. The weight that it includes, because how any of this could be look really good for one spouse and horrible for the other in the investigation or in their divorce proceedings. If you've got opposition research and you're using that as evidence, they should have weighted that with a lot more suspicion. The guy that wrote the report, Christopher Steele. Now, the FBI labels their informants with three levels of reliability. They're reliable, they're unreliable, or of unknown reliability. Christopher Steele was always known as unknown reliability. They didn't know whether they could trust his words or not. And yet, it wasn't an investigator with the FBI. It wasn't an agent with the FBI. It was the higher-ups. It was James Comey. It was Andrew McCabe. It was Peter Stroke. They went to a court and swore that what was in that dossier was evidence to the best of their knowledge. Now, can they get away with it by saying, well, it was to the best of our knowledge because we never investigated it? This was politicized from day one. And there is no counterintelligence investigation like this that doesn't go through the White House. I am not saying that Barack Obama knew about this, but I know the White House did and so does anybody else in the surveillance business. You do not have a counterintelligence investigation against an American candidate for president that there isn't knowledge and approval from inside the White House. It doesn't happen. So how far does this go? Brennan is under investigation. Comey is under investigation. Horowitz, the IG, said that this does not exonerate anybody. It doesn't vindicate anyone ...that ever touched this investigation. FBI lawyer is going to lose his career for altering an email and may go to jail. And yet, when we look at all of this, it's not a reported story. It doesn't fit a narrative. Pull Donald Trump's name out. Again, I don't have any inclination on this. It isn't my passion on this to defend Donald Trump. Donald Trump can defend himself. Donald Trump is a grown man and the President of the United States... As an American, this cannot happen. The FISC and the FISA, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, was passed and designed to make sure this never happens. The fallout of this now, of course, is that every FBI agent legitimately working a case, trying to get a FISA order, is going to be fine-tooth combed. It is going to make good FBI agents suffer and cases suffer because of what Andrew McCabe and because of what James Comey did. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. It's 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 a terrible thing that happened. Coming up next hour, great news for the American economy, and it keeps getting better. No matter what you hear from the left, I'm going to lay out the statistics that every single American is doing better than they were before as far as demographics go. All that coming up again. Um, we got a lot coming up on the show. My name is Mike Broomhead. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. In all day, this is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
0: You know, perspective is a wonderful thing. You can have two people look at exactly the same thing and see two different things. That's what makes art terrific. It makes everything else terrific. But when it comes to facts, there is only one set of facts. You look at the American economy and there is a segment of the American public that think we are on the verge of doomsday. When you look at every indicator, you look at how great the economy is going for the American people. All of the American people. And there are some statistics that we have never seen before. I've done my homework on this and talking to members of Congress in Ways and Means, talking to economists and people in local government about the direction that the United States is heading and where we are, and a couple of indicators in consumer confidence. That being said, how do we have a political party that is able to run on a dismal economy that's not working for all Americans? We explore that here in just a moment. My name is Mike Broomhead, and this is the Glenn Beck Program.
2: 11 student groups, including the Harvard College Democrats, signed a petition accusing their school paper of showing cultural insensitivity for contacting ICE for a comment after a protest against the agency on campus. That's it. They just reached out for a comment. Thankfully, there is something we can do about the madness and the destruction of our civilization by these woke activists. It's as simple as the service you use every day. Switch your mobile carrier to Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only cellular service that donates a portion of your monthly bill to our organizations fighting against things like this. Right now, Patriot Mobile is bringing back their buy one line, get one line free for six months if you make the switch. It's really easy. You keep your number, you keep your phone, or buy a new one. Get reliable 4G LTE nationwide service for as low as 25 bucks a month while helping to preserve the country we all love. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash back or use their U.S.-based team at 877-367-7524. PatriotMobile.com slash back. 877-367-7524 hey
0: thanks again for being here merry christmas happy hanukkah it's the glenbeck program my name is mike broomhead in phoenix arizona um looking at local and national economy the american economy is going as good as it's gone in my lifetime for sure and if you look at statistics at who it's helping and who is who is gaining ground this is working for all americans this is a reason for us to celebrate. Going back to 2016, there was a story economist saying that a Trump win would tank the stock markets. There was one expert economist in 2016, right after the election before the inauguration. And he was asked, how long will it take for us to recover from a Trump economy? And he replied, we'll never recover. That was the doomsday prediction that what he was going to do was destroy the American economy. Well, the exact opposite has happened. Let me just run down some statistics. Perspective, I have, I have uh, very close friends, and I mean this sincerely, I have very close friends that are very liberal. I have a friend that I grew up with that I love like a brother. One of my first friends when I relo. Really, I grew up in southwest Florida in a town called Fort Myers. I moved there when I was young. I was 11 years old. And one of my first friends. And we grew up in the same neighborhood, rode the same school bus. We were inseparable as a group for years and years and years. And how we breathed the same air and became so polar opposites politically, I don't know. But we still, we argue like crazy, but we love each other like brothers. And his view of the economy being dismal, and he's a business guy. He's a guy that runs a business is impossible for me to wrap my arms around outside of a disdain for Donald Trump. You can have a different opinion on feelings, but the facts are still the facts. We know that here in the month of December, the Dow Jones has added over 10,000 points since Trump was inaugurated. 10,000 points since inauguration day. The Dow, the Nasdaq and the S&P, the three big indicators have all touched and or set records this month. All of that is absolutely true. The lowest unemployment rate in 54, 55 years, that also is true. Highest number of Americans employed. But when you look at the demographics, it's the lowest black unemployment in America since they've been keeping the statistic. Same with Hispanic Unemployment. Over 60% of the jobs created during this administration, notice I didn't say by this administration, during this administration, over 60% of those jobs have gone to women. You've got unemployment low, employment rate high, you also have growth, you have people's incomes growing faster now than they have in decades, and very low inflation, which means you are not just keeping up with your way of life, with your raises, you're actually living better. The bottom of the economic ladder, the lowest earners in America have seen the greatest growth. There are two indicators. They say it's been years and years and years since both have been a positive answer. One is, are you better this year than you were last year? The answer for the majority of Americans is yes, yes. Do you believe you will be better off next year than you are this year? Again, the overwhelming answer from the American people is yes. Working class Americans are earning more and keeping more of their own money. The tax cuts helped everyone. And this is my problem with what we're seeing in America, that instead of us being overjoyed, its I live in a desert. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. There is a time of year we call monsoon season where the rains come. People dance in the streets when it rains here because of the long spans without rain. When it rains, it's a joyous experience. We should be overjoyed with the rain right now. We had so much of an economic drought and climbing out of a recession, businesses scraping by and not thriving. And now businesses, big and small, are thriving and individuals are thriving as well. As a nation, we should be overjoyed. And as a party, the Democrats should be overjoyed. The Democrats should be thrilled with what's going on. The working class Americans, the working poor, as they call them in America, that they claim to be the champions for, are living better now than they have in decades. Wage increase, job growth. You have the Democratic candidates that are still selling a bill of goods that say we need an economy that works for everyone. What demographic is the economy not working for? Every American that wants a job right now has a job. And we also know wages are going up. They can't say that they're not good jobs. They absolutely are good jobs. We have now shown that when the government gets out of the way, the lives of people improve. They do it themselves. All this president did was unleash the job creators and look what it's done. I will say one thing that a mindset shift that all of us could learn from. When you hear the Democrats talk about givebacks to corporations, I want you to change the way they think and the way you think. A tax cut is not giving anyone anything. A tax cut is taking less from them. The government doesn't give you anything. They take less from you. A tax is them confiscating some of your earnings. If they take less, they take less. That's not giving you anything. And I'll tell you, that shift in mindset would have people go a long way when looking at how this economy has improved. Not done with this by a long shot. There is still so much more to talk about with the economy. Statistically proven for both local and the federal level, what this president has done with policies that has unleashed the American people and how it's going to bode for him in the next election cycle. All of these things, impeachment, all of it intertwined And the economy is one of the key pieces of it. We're going to get to more of this coming up here in just a moment. And again, my name is Mike Broomhead. I'm
2: in Phoenix, Arizona, and this is the Glenn Beck Program. The Rectech Grill is going to change your life. And I know that is a bold, bold statement, but let me tell you how. Rectech grills have smart grill technology. So that means you're an expert griller the very first time you use it. The Rectech is a different kind of grill. It is light years ahead because great grilling is all about temperature control. Rectech Grill has old school customer service. Everyone that buys a grill gets the owner's personal cell phone number. Really, honestly, you do. And access to a team of expert grillers. Grillers. And the Rectech family has hundreds of thousands of followers on social media, so you're going to be joining a community of grillers that love sharing their recipes and experiencing the Rectech lifestyle. So make sure you check them out. This makes a great family Christmas present, but please don't make a really expensive mistake. People who want the best choose Rectech. Do your own homework. Rectech, built by grillers for grillers. Rectechgrills.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-C Grills.com. talking about the
0: economy and what's happening in america there's just good news and it's something we all should be celebrating why are the democrats being defeatists? because it goes against the policies of what's happening you realize that barack obama couldn't get elected right now there's no way that he is far enough left if you can believe it that he could get elected his border policies joe biden is actually apologizing for the border policies of the obama administration as part of his presidential run it's also why he's playing to 50 people in iowa But that's what he's having to do. But when it comes to the economy, you're hearing the Elizabeth Warrens and the Bernie Sanders and and well, even this the the billionaires, the Steyers and the Bloombergs, you hear them wanting to punish wealth. When you talk about paying their fair share, we can talk about the cliches forever. But let's look at what happened to unleash the American economy. And it's working, which is why they have to say it's not working. First of all, when the president took office. He did what he could do by executive order by rescinding a lot of regulation. If you would ask corporations five years ago, four years ago, what is more oppressive and what is harder for you to work around taxes or regulation? There are a lot of corporations would have a hard time answering that question. Compliance with big companies and even small companies is difficult. Trying to get around the federal regulations or to deal with federal regulations is costly I was a contractor for many years. I was, I was an electrician and then I had my own company for a while. And you understand that compliance or non-productive labor eats up a lot of money in your company. Even if you're small and I ran mine out of my house, it is a difficult thing to do. So you look at the compliance and the regulation that and restrictions that are put on businesses and the president began to rescind those and the way he won the election is not with the Russians. If you look at the over 200 districts that President Trump won in swing states, those 200-plus districts in swing states that had twice voted for Barack Obama voted for him, some by a very slim margin. We understand that. But the message that this president sent was to the American worker. This was to the working class. And I would say to you, probably many of them working-class Democrats, the president said... I am going to reduce regulation and taxes on your bosses. They are going to make more money. But what they're going to do is reinvest in their business. They're going to repatriate money. They're going to repatriate jobs. So those manufacturing jobs you've been relying on, those 25 and $30 an hour jobs are going to be secure. You're not going to be fighting over 12 and $13 an hour jobs. And they liked what they heard, and they said they were going to give him a chance. This president will go back into those swing states and he will say promises made, promises kept because he reduced regulation where he could on his own without legislation. And then beyond that, he was able to get the Congress to fight over a tax cut and the tax cut passed through and we watched the economy begin to soar. Now, we talk about deficits and the Democrats are telling you the tax cuts are responsible you can just Google search it yourself. Don't take my word for it. If you're someone on the left that's listening as opposition here and is looking for a way to um, to defeat what I'm saying, go and look at the raw data. The United States Treasury is collecting more income tax dollars from individuals and businesses now than ever in the history of America, even when adjusted for inflation. So exactly what this president said was we are going to broaden the economy. We're going to put people back to work, and that will raise the dollar amount in the United States Treasury. The reason why we're having such high deficits is we are still spending at an alarming pace. There's no doubt that spending needs to be reined in. And the analogy I use with my local audience in Phoenix is I use the analogy of Black Friday after Thanksgiving. How is it that companies get in the black when they're drastically cutting their prices? The answer is volume. They broaden their customer base. So instead of Walmart selling 100 TVs on Saturday, Walmart sends, sells 1,500 TVs on Saturday because they're on sale or on Friday, on Black Friday. That's how they get in the black. Well, with the American economy, they made us. it made us more competitive. So we look at just those two things alone. But then you factor in this USMCA. Do you realize, and this is where a lot of people say, you know, Donald Trump isn't really as conservative as other presidents have been. Donald Trump and the USMCA gave the labor unions in America exactly what they wanted in a lot of ways. Mexico is required, according to the USMCA, to improve working conditions and safety conditions in their manufacturing plants. And there are wage minimums. For Mexican workers. What that does is make America more competitive in the manufacturing world. That's why they're talking about a couple of hundred thousand jobs. The same with agriculture in America. This is the USMCA that Nancy Pelosi had on her desk for over a year. And then came out last week and said, we're doing it because it's good for the American people. Not because Donald Trump. She sat on it for over a year. Now the news that China... Is going to drastically reduce uh, tariffs next year, beginning with a lot of them in January, which means that I am a free trade person. I'm not someone that likes tariffs. I was uh, doubtful of the president and thought it was a bad idea to get into a trade war. That it does hurt people economically when that happens. In the long run, the way it looks, our economy is soaring even more because it is the tariffs are going to start going away. China is starting to deal with the U.S. realizing they need to be a part of our economy. These are all good things that this president has done. I'm not saying it to defend him, to get him reelected president. I'm saying as an American, look at what's happened this time of year. All Americans are feeling better. I shouldn't say all Americans. Every demographic of American is feeling better. Why? And how do you know? Travel over Thanksgiving was the highest for in, in decades or forever. Same thing we're seeing holiday travel now, gift giving and spending. You look at the spending that's happening now online and in brick and mortar stores; it's setting records. Why? People are willing to take a risk they weren't before. You limit yourself with the holidays for Christmas. You talk about the what you what's your maximum you're going to spend on gifts. You stay within a budget. People are taking more of a risk now. They're willing to use a credit card because they believe their job is secure. These are the working class Americans. And when inflation stays low, they have more discretionary income. It's a huge difference for a working family. I spent my entire life, until I got into radio 10 years ago, as an hourly wage worker or an employer of hourly wage people. And a gas a spike in gas prices is a tax on the working family. How many of us out there have spent time in our lives working for a living, you know, five-gallon bucket of tools in a work truck, where you make a decision on Thursday, do I buy lunch or bring lunch because I may need that five bucks to get gas in my car to get to work tomorrow to pick up my paycheck on Friday? That paycheck-to-paycheck worker. They are seeing improvements in their life. They are seeing improvements in their quality of life financially. And along with that, we're watching anybody else that has I have a retirement account. I have a 401k. You look at the people that have investments in this country and we've added over 11 trillion dollars. It's approaching 12 trillion now, I believe 12 trillion dollars in wealth in the time that this president has been in office. This is a time, especially this time of year, when Americans take inventory about how blessed we are as a nation. This is a time when we should be overwhelmed with joy and thankfulness that we are in a time of prosperity in this country. But instead, because of American politics, they're going to take the facts I gave you and tell you that those aren't the facts for everyone. No, they're not the facts for everyone, but they are giving people an opportunity like they've never had before. I have grandchildren now. And I think about them and the oldest one in 10 years is going to be making choices about either college, workforce, or military? Am I setting him up to be successful if he works hard? And the other thing I will say is charitable giving. The three things we have to offer this world, money, talent, and time, those are the three things we have to offer the world. And you will see a spike in charitable giving from every level because even the most working class, what we would call the working poor in America, are feeling blessed by improvement, and they tend to give even more. I say this as a form of encouragement. If you read the news, which I do every single day because of this job, half of America seems to think that we are on the verge of economic collapse. We have not seen these kind of great indicators in American economy, certainly in my lifetime. This is a time where entrepreneurs are taking risks, where people are changing jobs because they're available, where you're able to go out and earn more money. Nothing is perfect, and we're far from perfect, but we are so far improved from where we've come. And then we get into the argument about, well, how much did Obama add to the stock market and how much – it's such a silly, silly argument. You want to have that argument, let's do that. You know the the coach of the Cleveland Browns has led that team. No offense, Cleveland. by the way, I'm, I'm using you as an example. but the coach of the Cleveland Browns has won a lot more games this season than they've won in the two previous seasons combined. You want him or Bill Belichick as your head coach? There's a difference between um, doing better than we were and setting records. There's a major difference. and the policies of the left aren't working or weren't working. And we're seeing the policies of the free market and giving people more of their money and low taxes as being the fuel to an economy. It defeats everything. These presidential candidates on the left stand for, and it defeats every bit of their message. So the only way to do it is to tell you that it's not true. In a few moments, we talk about impeachment and we're going to get back into exactly why this is all happening. It's a big story And as we move forward with these articles of impeachment, will they ever see the light of day in the United States Senate? It's a question we never thought we would ask because we've never seen anything like this before. So stick around. My name is Mike Broomhead, and this is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
2: We all have holiday traditions. Maybe it's whipping up a special dish or wearing a certain sweater of questionable fashion. But it turns out that cybercriminals have a tradition of their own. Trying to take what's yours, because they know this time of the year you tend to do a lot more while connected to Wi-Fi. That's why Norton 360 gives you multiple layers of protection, such as a VPN to block hackers from seeing your private info that you're sending over Wi-Fi or a password manager to securely manage all of your login information, real-time device protection against evolving threats, and so much more. Now nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 gives you a powerful layer after layer of protection, a whole lot more than your traditional antivirus. So get Norton 360 and save up to 50% off your first year with an annual subscription. This is an amazing offer. Go to norton.com/back, that's norton.com/back and save up to 50% off right now
0: hey thanks for being here this morning my name is uh, Mike Brewhead I'm in for Glenn Beck we appreciate you joining us it is a uh, great time of year uh, Merry Christmas to everyone Happy Hanukkah um, impeachment and how this is going for people on the left there are a lot of um, everybody has an opinion. There are a lot of um, conspiracy theories out there of why Nancy Pelosi is doing what she's doing. But I, from the beginning, thought that Nancy Pelosi was painting herself into a corner. And I wondered how she was going to get out of it. And I got to give her credit. What she has done is fairly remarkable because I never saw this coming. I have a. A friend here, I I, I do my show in Phoenix, Arizona, and one of our Arizona congressmen is on Ways and Means. He's not on Judiciary or in the Intelligence Committee. His name is David Schweikert, and he's one of the smartest people in the United States Congress, in my opinion. And uh, I was asking Schweikert, did you ever see this coming? And he, before I finished the question, said no. No one saw this coming. No one saw her holding up these articles of impeachment the way that she is. And I'll tell you why in a moment, but I want you to hear Pennsylvania voters uh, Pennsylvania voters are talking about the impeachment process and what they think and why they think it. And this is, again, swing state carried by Trump, thin margin, something that everyone is paying very close attention to in these states. And this is what the voters are saying.
2: But what critics see as clear evidence of presidential abuse of power, CEO Philip DeBora sees
0: as just the same old polarized Washington politics that moved him to vote for
2: Trump in the first place. If it did anything, it would make me want to support him more. It's pretty much the same story down on the farm. This location, there's about 1,500 cows
0: being milked. Milk from the Culp family dairy goes into Hershey chocolate
2: and Lando Lake's butter.
0: Culp's business is improving, but his attitude toward impeachment is not. He doesn't follow
2: it much. Now uh, I've worked too many hours to pay close attention. The way Culp sees it, voters should elect more like Trump to Is the impeachment process in any way going to change your outlook or support of this president in 2020? No, um, you know, it just makes me, I guess, more convinced that we need more outsiders in Washington.
0: You know, and it's amazing. That is exactly how the voters are feeling. And what's to blame? This is what's so terrific about this. When you look at what's to blame for it, they're blaming Fox News. They're blaming talk radio. It is... What it really is, is the process. The American people may not be educated on it, on the elections or on politics the way most of us would hope. If you are someone that is a, you know, an avid listener to talk radio, if you follow American politics like I always have, it's been, it's been such a, a miracle to me to watch what our government has done. To be honest with you, if you look at the United States Constitution and the brilliance of that document, of a document that, that assumes Power to the states and power to the individual, but then assigns certain power to the federal government. The United States Constitution actually limits the power of the federal government. It is a great document in and of itself. The separation of powers is such a brilliant idea and the way it's – well, it's being abused right now, I believe, by Nancy Pelosi, but you, we've heard of abuses of it before. But why exactly are the American people starting to you know, fall away from wanting – This to happen. Well, it's because we can see what's happening. The American people, even the casual observer knows a load when they see it. And this is nothing but a load. It is a load of, yeah, it's just a load. Let's leave it there. It is, it's a horrible thing that's happening, not because it's Donald Trump. It's a horrible thing because it doesn't need to happen, nor should it. The very standard set, and I will blame traditional media to a large extent, the CNNs and the MSNBCs, ABC, NBC, CBS, their lack of anything positive about this president, giving him credit for anything he's ever done, the seething anger and hatred, they have become a part of the story. But when you look at the narrative of what's happening, and I want you to think about American journalism in anything else, and it's controversy. Controversy sells. We all know that. There's nothing wrong with that. When you look at, um, I'm a big sports guy, so I use a lot of sports analogies. When you look at rivalry games, whether it's college football or professional football, they're better attended and they're better viewed on television. The ratings are higher because there's controversy there. When you see even a rivalry game where one team dominates the other, other than the hardcore um, viewers of the winning team, people aren't interested. You can watch... All of the the Auburn-Alabama or here, the Arizona State-Arizona games you want to, uh, you watch those hardcore Michigan-Ohio uh, State, pick one. You know, rivalry weekends um, around the NFL, when you see big rivalry teams play, next week the 49ers will play the Seahawks. There's a lot on the line for both teams. It's a division game, and both teams don't like each other. There that That will be a very highly viewed game because of controversy. So the American media, if it was just about ratings, would be pointing out the controversy. This side of the aisle says this, but this side of the aisle says that. We don't hear any of that. We are seeing a one-sided view of things about this president. But the American people are smart enough to see that what they've done is overplayed their hand. For those of you out there that are poker players... You know exactly what I'm talking about. A good poker player, a a professional poker player, knows how you bet and watches how you play. And when you make a big move, they can tell that you are overplaying your hand. You've either gone in too far with a bluff and now you can't get out of it. You've got no choice but to go all the way. You're overplaying your hand. And they can smell that a mile away. Well, the American people are no different. If the if the Democrats, including Nancy Pelosi, months and months and months ago had said about this phone call with the president of Ukraine, if they had said that's unbecoming a president, that's not professional behavior, that's not presidential behavior, they would have been able to convince a lot of the American people, because of the way the narrative has been, that Donald Trump is not very professional and not very presidential. That would have gone a long way with voters. But when you start saying we need to throw him out of office for this, the American people shake their heads and say, now you're just being political. That's silly. Again, a sports analogy. That's like when there is a penalty against one of the players on your team and you jump up to throw that guy out of the game. People say, come on, throw him out of the game it was a penalty, but let's not get crazy. And when we look at American politics, it's become so divided. What's interesting is the disengaged voter that is a dis- potential voter, but the disengaged American who says, I'm not going to get involved in this process because the whole process is rigged and dirty and they're all crooks and they're all self-serving, which is a big chunk of the American adult population. They're looking at this now and they don't like what they see of one party. Usually it's both. Now they don't like what they're seeing from the Democrats. In America, Republican, independent, Democrat, and the way that the registered voters are out there, Republicans and Democrats will be fighting like crazy for the votes of independents to win these national elections. And when you look in these districts, 31 Democrats hold districts that are, that were won by Trump and where Trump support is growing. How many of those that voted in favor of impeachment are in trouble? And it's because the American public isn't necessarily in love with the Republicans. The voting public is so sick and tired of things like this. You couple that with a president that is going to be on the campaign trail with a ton of money to spend saying to the American voter promises made promises kept. If you're in a better place now than you were four years ago or three years ago, vote for me. And that's going to go a long way coupled with the insanity that's happening. So Nancy Pelosi says, we don't know what we're going to do. We're waiting for a fair trial there. And There are not many Americans that believe it was a fair trial in the Judiciary Committee. Jerry Nadler calling, what, seven witnesses, and none of them were fact witnesses. There is not an ounce of evidence in any testimony against this president of any crime. None. Zero. But everybody hates him, so it's time to impeach him, which is pure fantasy, number one, and a a horrible thing to say about the way the Americans voted. You've got less than a year. If he's that reviled, vote him out. What's to stop you from voting him out? I'm going to talk about Dem- uh, Democrat candidates in a moment. Elizabeth Warren getting herself in some hot water with the politically correct crowd. And Bernie Sanders back on the campaign trail and touting the same old party line. We're going to get to all that coming up here in a few moments. Again, my name is Mike Broomhead, and this is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
2: You know, there's a saying in business, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And now the rapid pace of business, it's hard to keep up with those numbers. Can you afford to expand? Can you make that new hire? Can you launch a new ad campaign? How's revenue pacing uh, compared to last year? Now, most companies don't have a clear picture of their finances, so they make business decisions without that critical information based on their gut or worse, their fear. And that's why many businesses fail. Serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run on NetSuite by Oracle. This is the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite offers a full picture of all of your finances all in one place in real time, right from your phone or your desktop. So you don't have to guess anymore. And that's why NetSuite customers grow three times faster than the S&P 500, and you can too. Schedule your free demo right now and receive their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com bag. Set up your free demo and get your free guide today. netsuite.com bag
0: hey thanks again for being here my name is mike broomhead social media users follow me on twitter at broomhead show mike broomhead all one word on instagram if you want to see some great blurry pictures follow me on instagram all the stuff we do here in phoenix arizona Or the Mike Broomhead Show fan page on Facebook is where you can find me. I'd love to keep in contact with you. I do maintain my own account, so if you're seeing a tweet, it's from me. I would love to keep in touch with you. Again, it's at Broomhead Show on Twitter, not Mike Broomhead. Look for at Broomhead Show. Elizabeth Warren getting herself in hot water. Her campaign says that Asian, Indian, and Middle Eastern billionaires are white. They have no comment on this, and neither do I really, but it's just the politically correct world they live in. They try to out-politically correct themselves, and she's just falling all over the place. Remember going after Pete Buttigieg because of the wine cellar? Well, she's got a wine bottle from a big high-dollar fundraiser she did once before. It's all riddled in hypocrisy. But remember, she is going to wipe out all student loan debt. She is going to cover everyone in America in a health care plan. And she's going to do all of this and only tax billionaires. Her and Bernie Sanders have decided that billionaires are wrong. No one should be a billionaire. So we're going to wipe out your billions, which is really funny to me because those are the job creators and the entrepreneurs. And, and it's just a farce. But so we did the math on the Mike Broomhead show on my show. And I want to give it to you here on the Glenn Beck program. If you take the wealth of every billionaire on the planet, which we can't, but if you were to take that wealth from them, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of just under $10 trillion. That's if you confiscate it for one-time use. You couldn't pay for Elizabeth Warren's health care plan, and including what we spend in health and human services and add in health care for all. You couldn't fund it for two years. That's what the wealth of every billionaire on the planet confiscated. So how is she only going to tax billionaires to pay for her plan? Well, she isn't, which is why she is now backing off of this mandated health care for all. She wants people to have a choice, not Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is still being a hardliner on you're going to get it. What I find interesting is the biggest support for Bernie Sanders seems to be the very young, the 18 to 24 year olds. What they don't understand until it's explained to them, and, and there's a couple of the uh, campus reform and others that have done the videos where they talk to young people, where there are young people that actually said to the interviewer, there's nothing you're going to say to me that's going to waiver my support for socialized medicine, for health care for all, until they find out they have to pay for it. And when they're told they have to pay for it, they don't like it anymore. When they find out the costs, when they find out you, don't, you can't have private insurance anymore, they don't like it anymore. Bernie Sanders has offered family persuasion guide for the holidays. It turns out that you can go online and get a family persuasion guide. So it's up to us as students and young people to make the moral appeal to our older relatives to join us in voting for Bernie, because let's face it, they won't be around for as long to deal with the consequences of this election, but we will be students for Bernie family persuasion guide. And then when you go to them and don't even talk about political parties, you just explain what is involved just in the healthcare plan. They hate it. They don't realize that they're the ones that will be hit the hardest. A young person that's 10 feet tall and bulletproof. When I was young and you know, I was a young guy living by myself and didn't have a care in the world. I didn't have health insurance. I was 10 feet tall and bulletproof. I had employer offered insurance and I didn't take it because I wasn't going to spend a couple of hundred bucks a month. I would say if I get injured, if I had a catastrophic, maybe I had a catastrophic plan in case something really bad happens to me. Well, young people don't understand you're going to pay for health insurance. You're going to start paying something. You're paying nothing now. And you're going to be forced into a health care plan you don't want. So they love Bernie Sanders because they believe I'm going to pay for their health insurance, but I'm not. I'm going to pay for a lot more of it than I want to, but they're going to pay and they're going to be forced into the program. It it is it is an education that people need. And Bernie Sanders and these students are putting out a guide so your children come home from college with their Bernie Sanders family persuasion guide. It's going to be a great holiday, isn't it? How is Christmas and Hanukkah going to be around your house? But they are touting an old tired message that the economy doesn't work for everyone. I've mentioned this before on the program, one of the best books uh, you're going to read as a conservative to understand the mindset of the opposition is the Communist Manifesto. And I'm not calling all liberals communists, but if you look at the way they run their campaigns, there is a part of the Communist Manifesto called the immiseration of the proletariat. We understand the two groups of people, the bourgeoisie and the proletariat, the working class or the proletariat. And the immiseration of the proletariat is this. If people don't realize because of their ignorance how bad they have it, it's our job to describe to them how bad they have it. There is actually the teachings that you go and tell people they're not as good as you think. Why do you think your your raises and bonuses were called crumbs by Nancy Pelosi? That's the immiseration of the proletariat. Working class was feeling pretty good about those raises. Felt pretty good about that. Crumbs, I tell you, not as good as you think. Coming up next hour, the FISA judge and the review of FISA. FISA. What a judge is now telling the FBI they must do with former past cases and moving forward. It is a compelling story that has a lot to do with crime in America and will for a very long time. All that coming up. Again, my name is Mike Broomhead. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck. Of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program.
0: You know, it is uh, interesting that only a segment of America is concerned about what happened in this IG report where well, Horowitz did an investigation into the investigation to the Trump campaign. This is something that every American says they are terrified of, which is abuse of power by the most powerful people in the country. Which, you tell me who has more uh, power to arrest and to investigate than the FBI and the DOJ. And when you have leadership in both agencies, both of them doing the wrong thing, every American should be worried. If they can do this to a candidate for president, they can do this to anyone. They would have gotten away with this had it not been that Donald Trump got elected president. We would have never known that this happened. So exactly what did Horowitz find out, and why didn't they see this coming? We talked about this, or I talked about this, over a year ago. This is something that should concern every single American out there, and it's the fact that leadership in the FBI was able to dupe a court into surveilling an American for political purposes. It should worry every one of us, and we're going to find out, we're going to talk now about how serious this is, because the ripple effect and long-term effects of this are just now being shown. Talk about that here in just a moment. I'm Mike Broomhead, and this is the Glenn Beck
2: Program. You know, there's a saying in business, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And now, the rapid pace of business, it's hard to keep up with those numbers. Can you afford to expand? Can you make that new hire? Can you launch a new ad campaign? How's revenue pacing uh, compared to last year? Now, most companies don't have a clear picture of their finances, so they make business decisions without that critical information based on their gut, or worse, their fear. And that's why many businesses fail. Serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run on NetSuite by Oracle. This is the world's number 1 cloud business system. NetSuite offers a full picture of all of your finances all in one place in real time right from your phone or your desktop. So you don't have to guess anymore. And that's why NetSuite customers grow 3 times faster than the S&P 500 and you can too. Schedule your free demo right now and receive their free guide, 7 key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com/bag. Set up your free demo and get your free guide today. netsuite.com/bag you know
0: the fact of the matter is when we look at this uh fisa case every american should be concerned we should be able to pull donald trump's name out of it which i've been saying for a very long time my name is mike broomhead i'm in for glenn today and i would i want to thank you for being a part of the show merry christmas the important things that are facing this country right now when the president said drain the swamp This is a part of what the president said. But if I could, and I don't know that I can do it, I wish I could remove Trump from the equation because of the polarizing figure that Donald Trump has become. The left has a seething hatred for him. And you understand when you hate something, you can never do anything wrong to them and they can never do anything right. But what happened to President Trump, what we're seeing now, what's been revealed in a report, and there's some very important things about this IG report that America must understand. Number one, he had no arrest nor subpoena powers. No one had to talk to him. The only people that spoke with him were people willing to speak. And what he found was damaging. But when you look at what's happening or moving forward, there is a criminal investigation going on right now. The U.S. Attorney's Office is looking at this and they are going to, they do have subpoena and arrest powers. You are going to see very prominent figures lawyer up. When the IG report came out, the first thing James Comey said was, this vindicates me. Lindsey Graham asked Horowitz under testimony, "Uh, is he vindicated? To which the inspector general said, this doesn't vindicate anyone who ever touched it. So then James Comey went on with Chris Matthews, or I'm sorry, Chris Wallace, and said, you know, he's right and I was wrong. He didn't take any blame. He pleaded ignorance. He said, I was ignorant. I didn't know this was happening. It shouldn't have happened. Well, when you look at the investigation, there's a reason why James Comey and Andrew McCabe ran that investigation out of headquarters. It was so they could dot the I's and cross the T's, correct? They wanted to make sure that everything was done right. Everything was done right. And it wasn't. This was political from the word go. And I don't necessarily, when I say political, do I mean Republican-Democrat. I think this was self-preservation by McCabe and Comey. They had to investigate Hillary, they had to investigate Trump, and they didn't want their names on a bad report when dealing with the one that would become president. And they guessed, like everybody else guessed, that it was going to be Hillary. Now, without going into all of the other parts of this, look at just what happened in the request for a FISA order. They went to a FISC or a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court with a boatload of shoddy evidence and claimed it was all true. As a matter of fact, during the time when the media in America was defending all of this before they had any of the proof either way, one of the CNN anchors said "They the dossier was used as evidence. They must have verified it. Because they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't use it if it wasn't verified. That's not how they operate. That's not how they're supposed to operate. A little insight into FBI. Um, former agents with the FBI. There is a very strong fraternity of for, former agents. They take the character and the um, the honesty of the agency very seriously. These are people that are very well-educated, intelligent people, that could have done a lot of other things and made a lot more money, but they dedicated their career, well, since 9-11, in, in counterterrorism and keeping America safe. And doing so within the confines of the Constitution, they take that very seriously. The reputation of FBI matters to former agents of, F, of the FBI. And when you see former agents with a seething anger toward what James Comey did for political purposes, they can't stand it. Start at the beginning of the fact that they ran it out of headquarters and not out of a field office. James Comey is not an investigator. James Comey is a bureaucrat. He had no business touching an investigation, number one. First and foremost, without a doubt, that never happens, nor should it happen, and this is why. But when you look at what they did to Carter Page, they took a document known as the dossier that was riddled with lies, The dossier was written by a man named Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele was a British agent and a Russia expert. He was hired to go to the Russians to get dirt on Donald Trump. He wrote things in that dossier that were so untrue, but it's opposition research. So when Hillary Clinton's campaign says sources say this and sources say that, Donald Trump was doing horrible things with prostitutes in a hotel in Moscow. Well, the president's lawyer comes out and hands over his passport and says he wasn't even in Moscow when they say this happened. That's a political fight. When you use that dossier as evidence to surveil an American, you are swearing to a judge that this is stuff you've proven. They didn't vet this dossier, one, not one word of it. Not one word. So if you have neighbors, if one of your neighbors said of you to, to the police, I think my neighbor is a drug dealer. I've been writing down the fact that there are kind of the strange cars show up at the house and they don't stay very long and they stay come at all hours of the night. And I'm pretty sure that they're dealing drugs. Here is a list of the cars I've seen in their driveway in the past 48 hours. So a police officer takes that information from you and goes to a judge and swears to a judge that this is the comings and goings that they've seen and there's a reason now to surveil you either electronically or for or to search warrant for your house. That would be the most absurd thing you could imagine. But what they've done is exactly that. Those police officers take your information, they vet those license plates, they do their own surveillance, they do their own homework, and they go with evidence to a judge to get a search warrant if it's warranted. They don't take someone else's word for it. And that's exactly what happened in this FISA case. The long-term effects of this coming up in a moment. Again, if you're a social media user, I am on Twitter, at Broomhead Show is where you can find me on Twitter, Mike Broomhead, all one word, Uh, If you are looking to follow someone on Instagram, it's Mike Broomhead, all one word, and the Mike Broomhead Show fan page on Facebook. Be back in a moment about the long-term effects of this. We'll talk about it then. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
2: You have heard me talk about Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and how his pillow has given me a great night's sleep, which I need. Now, from time to time, he'll send me something to try. From pillows to the sheets to the towels, I've loved them all so far. You're the one who have built this into an incredible company and have trusted Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. So Mike wants to do something for you. And that is his Giza Dream sheets, which are great. He's going to give you an incredible deal. These sheets come with the world's best cotton. They are ultra soft, they're breathable, yet extremely durable. And right now, the Giza Dream Sheets, buy one, get one set free plus shipping with the promo code BACK. Remember, all My Pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to love it, and if you don't, send them back. It's mypillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials to buy one pair of Giza Dream Sheets and get the other one free plus shipping. There's also deep discounts on all the other My Pillow products that you are just going to love as much as I do. Enter the promo code BACK or call 800-966-3117 and get the great radio specials.
0: And thanks again for being here. So much, so much of this is important because of the effects it could have on every American. We are all worried about government overreach, we have been for a long time. I did my mea culpa. If you remember, after 9-11, we had the Patriot Act, and I was someone that said, hey, listen, if we are going to intercept inbound calls from known terrorist countries and it helps protect America, what are we worried about? I was one of the people that said that. And then I kept hearing from my friends and others that said, you know, the long-term effects and the abuse of power and unintended consequences, it's going to be abused, and you're going to see this get out of control. And sure enough, that's what happened. I want us to be safe. I would do anything I could to help keep us safe. But you cannot invade the privacy of innocent people. It's it's almost like the Second Amendment argument. You can't take my guns to stop bad people from doing bad things. That's, 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 that's silly. But the invasion of privacy we're seeing uh, when it comes to FISA. I, I mentioned earlier in the show the FISA courts were not, or the FISC, the FISA Act, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, came out of the 1970s, not after 9-11. This was designed because the American government was surveilling people without any oversight, and it wasn't an American principle. So FISA itself was designed to make sure something like this never happened. The only reason why this happened is because the people that were supposed to do the checks and balances were the ones that did it. When James Comey and Andrew McCabe give interviews because they're not under oath and they talk about how shocked they are at the bad thing that happened, they caused it to happen. They will be lawyering up in this criminal investigation. Now, to be warned, the criminal investigation that's going on through the attorney general, through the U.S. Attorney's office, we're not going to hear anything probably till mid-year, maybe May, before that investigation's over, but that will result in charges or maybe not. But that's the direction it's going. As a matter of fact, James Comey and John and Brennan, the CIA director, the former CIA director. Did anybody ever wonder from the beginning of this presidency why Brennan was such a vocal critic of Donald Trump and why he was such a critic and wanted him impeached? I think we're finding out why. Because now as the stones are beginning to turn over, we're finding out that this guy needs a dark place to hide. That he may have been involved in something. And what's funny, you can see them beginning to turn. Now the comments are, we were doing what we were ordered to do. Well, all of you veterans out there, thank you for your service. You understand that you are only required, a matter of fact, you are mandated to only follow a lawful order. You are not a robot, and as a member of the United States military, following an illegal order does not exonerate you from charges criminally. If you are ordered by one of your superiors to do something illegal, to do something abusive, if you're ordered, it doesn't protect you. You are only to obey a legal order. And here we are looking at something as ominous as surveilling an American citizen And it was the very people that were supposed to be the checks and balances that went and got the order. This is an ugly time, and the long-term effects are this. A judge in the FISC, the presiding judge of the FISC, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Courts, on December 5th ordered the FBI to review all cases that this FBI lawyer that changed an email ever worked on. The long-term effects of this are this. The FBI will not be trusted. The FBI is going to have to... And there's a lot of people that say that's a good thing. And it may be. It may be that we need to make sure that the oversight is not a rubber stamp because we trust people. Maybe this is such a serious thing in surveilling an American that we need to have verification. But you know as well as I do in a working relationship with someone, even in an official capacity, you trust people's word. And when the FBI director... And very high ups in the DOJ go to a judge and say, this is evidence. I don't think a judge really in that at that stage has any reason to doubt that it's evidence. But what we found out is that this this was done by the highest level of people at the FBI and the DOJ. Just one bit of information that maybe people aren't aware of at this point, I'm I'm guessing you are. The fact that one of the the higher-ups of DOJ that worked on this case, his name is Bruce Orr, the fact that Bruce Orr's wife, Nellie Orr, worked for Fusion GPS as a Russia expert and helped Christopher Steele with the dossier should be all you need to know about the illegitimacy of this entire dossier. That when I say fired, that's not the proper term that FBI uses, when they terminate, separate, whatever you want to call it, an, an informant, because they're not paid, so they're not fired. But when they stop using an informant, it's unheard of that the DOJ or the lawyers continuing, continue a relationship with the informant. The FBI got rid of, fired, whatever you want to call it, Christopher Steele as an informant. But he continued a relationship with Bruce Orr at the Department of Justice. Why? And why was Bruce Orr not, did he not recuse himself? Because his wife was working on the writing of the dossier. The long-term effects for Americans should really be front and center. This investigation is going to have a long-term effect on America. And I mean this sincerely but respectfully. Forget Donald Trump. Forget defending Donald Trump. He can defend himself. Any American that this happens to Carter Page, Donald Trump, we as Americans should be concerned about if you pull Donald Trump's name out of impeachment or you pull Donald Trump's name out of this this report, it becomes crystal clear to anybody because the emotions are gone that the government overreached in this investigation into Carter Page. And what it ended up giving us was the Mueller investigation two years Tens of millions of dollars in investigation and a Mueller report that found no wrongdoing. So you tell me as much as was Mueller did not like Donald Trump, and was pretty vocal about it. That he couldn't find any crimes committed by the president. As a matter of fact, the Mueller report said no one in the Trump campaign or any American, as far as they could find, colluded with the Russians. Two years and tens of millions of dollars. But how about the fact that Carter Page was surveilled and he'll never get his reputation back? And the higher ups in the government don't care. They will ruin anyone associated with Donald Trump. Look what they did to Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh, by all accounts and the people that know him, they they looked at his life under a microscope many times. You know how many FBI background checks that man has passed and none of this ever came up? But in the 11th hour, Diane Feinstein makes an accusation of rape. And that man's children, his daughters, watch their father be accused of rape. And witness after witness after witness that knew him came forward and said he is a good man. And I say this very honestly. If they had looked into my background, they would never find sexual assault in my background. Ever. But I can guarantee you This. There would have been a lot less kind things that came to light and a lot more things I don't want you to know that came to light. If they looked into my background, he was a Boy Scout compared to 90 percent of Americans. And they raked him over the coals because he was a Trump nominee. You look what's happening to William Barr. William Barr, this is the second time he has served honorably as the attorney general, except this time he works for Donald Trump. And now when he says something like he says, he is now his character. He has no character. He has been corrupted. He is a corrupt politician. Never mind how loyal Eric Holder was and vocally was to Barack Obama. That was just him doing his job and being a good attorney general. But look what they've done to the character of William Barr. They will destroy anything or anyone they have to. Carter Page, doesn't matter. That was the guy. Exculpatory evidence, they they deleted the email. They, they altered the email. Would have ended the surveillance on Carter Page. So we've gotten the Mueller investigation. We've gotten the Mueller report. After that ended, Mueller said, we didn't investigate the president for obstruction of justice. So that's what Adam Schiff and the other five committees in the house were going to do that led us to where we are now with impeachment. And it all began with illegal surveillance and a political maneuver. The long-term effects of what's happening in America right now depends on what happens with articles of impeachment. If Nancy Pelosi... Holds on to articles of impeachment and this dies, or if it goes over to the Senate and this is all blown out of the water, America can be repaired. But what she's doing right now is 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 despicable, dragging this out for as long as they can into an election year. It is it is an amazing thing that's happened. And this starting with the surveillance of Carter Page has been a horrible thing for America. A comment and a conversation about the Second Amendment and what's happening in the state of Virginia, what's going on and how how absolutely hypocritical it is for, the, for Virginia to do what they're doing, considering where they've come from. We're going to do that coming up here in just a few moments. Again, my name is Mike Broomhead. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Happy to be here. 30 more minutes to go. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You're listening to Glenn
2: Beck. The RecTech Grill is going to change your life. And I know that is a bold, bold statement, but let me tell you how. Rectech grills have smart grill technology, so that means you're an expert griller the very first time you use it. The Rectech is a different kind of grill. It is light years ahead because great grilling is all about temperature control. Rectech grill has old-school customer service. Everyone that buys a grill gets the owner's personal cell phone number. Really, honestly, you do. And access to a team of expert grillers. And the Rectech family has hundreds of thousands of followers on social media, so you're going to be joining a community of grillers that love sharing their recipes and experiencing the Rectech lifestyle. So make sure you check them out. This makes a great family Christmas present, but please don't make a really expensive mistake. People who want the best choose Rectech. Do your own homework. Rectech, built by grillers for grillers. Rectechgrills.com. That's R-E-C-T-E-C, grills.com.
0: Thanks again for being here. My name is Mike Broomhead, Phoenix, Arizona, in for just a bit longer for Glenn. And uh, a shameless plug for a moment. You want to get a great gift for someone. I wrote a book a year and a half ago. It's called, If You're Going to Be Dumb, You Better Be Tough. Just some advice I wanted for my kids and my grandkids. Simple, very easy to read. You want to check it out. You can find it anywhere you buy books. It's called, If You're Going to Be Dumb, You Better Be Tough. Um, When you look at what's happening in america we are more divided now than we have been since the civil war and many people keep saying that i don't i hope we are not on the verge of violence i don't necessarily believe that we are but what's happening in the state of virginia and their their governor or the commonwealth of virginia they're doubling down on their gun control gun confiscation plans one of the scariest things i've heard and i've been in talk radio professionally as a full-time for 10 years now one of the scariest things i ever heard was one of the people one of the members of the state legislature the assembly there in virginia saying i'm not the governor but uh, what started out in virginia as let me back up a moment a couple of counties saying hey if we have sanctuary cities that don't comply with federal regulations or help the federal government with uh illegal aliens We are going to be a Second Amendment sanctuary county where we aren't going to help with gun confiscation. And it grew so that now 90 percent of the counties in Virginia are sanctuary counties. And one legislator um, saying, I'm not the governor, but the governor may have to call up the National Guard to enforce these laws. And it made such big news that they reached out to the National Guard in Virginia and the leader of the Virginia National Guard replied, no comment. Not that'll never happen, but no comment. And we are very military heavy in the state of Arizona. Guardsmen and reserves, guardsmen and women and reserves here, a lot of them. We have Luke Air Force Base and Davis and So it, there's a big military and a huge veteran presence in the state of Arizona. But it's, I believe this is typical of the rest of the country. I am immersed in the National Guard. I do a lot of work with the military organizations and veterans groups here. It's a privilege to be able to do that. The idea for a guardsman or a guardswoman to be called up and be ordered by their commanding officers to take up arms and go door to door and confiscate the weapons of their neighbors. Can you imagine putting those people, our neighbors, that we hold in such high esteem, I'm sure it's this way where you are, but I know where I am, there have been multiple deployments by the National Guard out of Arizona. These are people that live regular lives and have volunteered for service and they get called up for their duty, and their, their families are separated sometimes 11 months, 18 months at a time, multiple times over the last few years, last 15 years. And they do it because it's their duty. They do it because it's what they signed up for. And we hold them in the highest regard. And now it's possible in Virginia that they are going to call up the National Guard. They didn't say no. That's why I'm bringing this up. Imagine someone in the Guard being told that their assignment, their order, and the governor of Virginia said it is constitutional. They wouldn't make up unconstitutional laws, which is scary enough. If they have to make two choices, either face court-martial and jail, or take up arms and go disarm the public, it is a thought that the people that I know in the Guard, I believe would refuse. But I don't know that all of them would. But now how about the reverse for the rest of us? I dedicate my volunteer hours with first responders, because my brother is a cop, and with the military and veteran groups, because I lost a brother in Iraq at the very beginning of the war on Memorial Day of '03. I'm the oldest. My middle brother was killed in Iraq. So I dedicate my free time and my service time to veterans. Imagine I'm faced with either handing a government official my gun, a soldier my firearm, or pointing it at them. I want you to think about your government putting you in that position. And I'm not calling for violence. I will never call for violence. I I think I I I pray, I honestly this is not a cliche, I pray that that never happens. But you look at what the reality is in Virginia and what they're facing. The Democrats have taken over in Virginia, and it's not just the Democratic Party. The very very far left has taken over and they are ordering confiscation of guns. The governor says he supports the Second Amendment, but what he wants to do doesn't violate the Second Amendment. When you have American citizens faced with either handing their guns over to the government or pointing them at the government, you are showing exactly why the Second Amendment was written in the first place. It wasn't hunting. It wasn't protection of your home. It was when a government gets oppressive. The irony in all of this And I have this on my Twitter account. If you go to uh, at Broomhead Show on Twitter, I tweeted this out the other day. The Virginia State Seal is a patriot standing on the chest of a tyrant, holding a spear in one hand and a sword in the other. And the state motto of Virginia, when translated, is thus ever unto Tyrants. The irony in that is amazing. And this is what's happening in the state of Virginia. I know someone's going to say Commonwealth. You look at what's going on and it should scare all of us. I could give you all the Second Amendment arguments in the world that make reasonable sense that you can't protect us by disarming me. We're not a I I am blessed to live in a state that has the least restrictive gun laws that I know of in the country. In the state of Arizona, if you legally own a firearm, you can conceal it without a permit. Put it in your pocket, put it under your seat, put it in your waistband. You do not have to have a permit to carry a concealed weapon in the state of Arizona. People were terrified when this law went into effect. And there has not been bloodshed in the street. There haven't been gunfights. We are not the OK Corral. What you see are the same reasonable people that wore it on their hip or kept it visible in their car are just as reasonable when they're in their pocket or within the within the waistband of their pants. Reasonable people with firearms are not the problem. And yet the demonization of reasonable people is the problem. You want to know why? And I'm this is not a commercial for the NRA. I'm telling you why I am an NRA member is because this is the kind of thing that they lobby for. When you hear the left complain about lobbyists, they love Planned Parenthood. They hate the NRA. They love the AARP. Um, they hate any right-wing lobbyists that they call right-wing. They have no idea what the NRA does. They have no idea of the NRA's training. They have no idea that they are the biggest safety mechanism in the country when it comes to gun safety. All of the things they do. They don't sell guns. And no one that I know of has ever been an NRA member that was a mass shooter. But we're not even arguing that part of it. We are talking about the state of Virginia, and the governor and the legislature's flipping to not just Democrat, but very liberal Democrat, and out of the gate they are going to put American against American, and they're not backing down. He, the governor doubled down on this entire idea, and it's it is something that should scare all of us. I will defend my Second Amendment rights. I, I believe you know but i am also a law abiding citizen so you're going to put me in a position where i'm going to have to fight for my constitutional rights and disobey a law and possibly go to jail for something that we all know is absolutely illegal and yet you look at what's happening in virginia and it's right in front of our faces i'm not trying to be over dramatic but when the when they're saying it's possible and the national guard is saying No comment. Why wouldn't they be terrified? I never want to see a civil war in America. I don't want to see anybody rise up violently against the government. What I want people to understand is the American people are being put more and more in a box and they're being told we're being told by by AOC and by Bernie Sanders and by Elizabeth Warren that socialism is what the world wants and we understand that it isn't, and we have the power to vote. If this doesn't wake up the voters in Virginia, I don't know what will. I'm not talking about rising up with guns. I'm talking about rising up at the ballot box in 2020. Send a message in the House of Representatives. Have Nancy Pelosi hand that gavel off to somebody else. Make sure that there is more of a majority in the United States Senate that's going to work on the budget and work on the deficit with the president. And in your local elections, wherever you are, make sure that you are electing people that are going to adhere to what you believe in. The silent majority can't be silent anymore. I don't know where you live, but if it happened in Virginia of all places, it can happen where you are. It's complacent people that don't get involved. One more segment to go here on the show. I've got one more before I am done for the year, so I'll be back in a moment. My name is Mike Broomhead, and this is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.
2: You know, there's a saying in business, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. And now, the rapid pace of business, it's hard to keep up with those numbers. Can you afford to expand? Can you make that new hire? Can you launch a new ad campaign? How's revenue pacing uh, compared to last year? Now, most companies don't have a clear picture of their finances, so they make business decisions without that critical information based on their gut, or worse, their fear. And that's why many businesses fail. Serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run on NetSuite by Oracle. This is the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite offers a full picture of all of your finances all in one place in real time, right from your phone or your desktop. So you don't have to guess anymore. And that's why NetSuite customers grow three times faster than the S&P 500, and you can too. Schedule your free demo right now and receive their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at NetSuite.com bag. Set up your free demo and get your free guide today. NetSuite.com bag.
0: Hey thanks again so much for being here. My name is Mike Broomhead and um from Phoenix, live in Phoenix, Arizona and uh I always appreciate being in on Glenn's show. It's uh, it's always a privilege. He's uh, such a good friend and such a good guy who has been a mentor to me in Talk Radio and uh I wish I could explain to you how blessed I feel to have him as a friend, but uh, to also for him to trust me with the people that listen to his program. Um this time of year I get very very nostalgic about my life. I'm I'm blessed beyond measure. And I mean that sincerely, that I, I take inventory of the people in my life that I have that I love so much. My family will be joining me for the holidays this week, and um, I can't tell you how much I, I, I admire my brother, my surviving brother. He has been my hero my whole life, and to be able to spend the holidays with him and with his, his uh, my nieces and nephew and my sister-in-law uh, is an amazing privilege. But when I look at, you know, we, the things we talk about on the show and we talk, they're important issues of the day that divide us politically. The fact that Bernie Sanders campaign has put out a guide to persuade people, it shows you what the opposition is to a lot of us. I truly have been focused on this time of year, every year, I focus on how blessed my life is. What you're seeing from the opposition is what consumes them, where you and I would say, I would say to you, because of my faith, this is the the second most important day of the year in my faith, which is the birth. We celebrate the birth of our Savior. The most important day would be Easter when we celebrate the finishing of, of the promise. And I'm not going to preach a sermon, but for me, this time of year makes me reminisce of uh, on just how blessed I have been. In my life and what God has done for me and how little I've done in return, I believe, for others. And it it, it makes me want to dedicate my time to do more for people. But we do talk about important issues that we're facing as a nation. And we look at the opposition with Bernie Sanders telling people, young people, this is what you do when you go home for Christmas. This is how you fight in the opposition. And there is, this is their religion. Government and socialism is their religion. It's they believe that the salvation or the saving from every problem, the solution to every issue facing a person is a government solution. Tax and spend. We're going to fix. We're going to take guns and make you safe. We're going to tax the rich and give you an education. We're going to do this to save you from that. And we're going to fix racial problems and we're going to fix gender problems and we're going to fix sexuality problems. And and we are the answer. And government has never been the answer any place in the entire world. And without preaching the sermon, I think for most of us that celebrate Christmas for what it is, we understand that this is the season where we celebrate the two solutions to problems. And that is my prayer for myself and everyone else, is that the focus that we can have, even for this short time of year, that we're kinder to other people because we understand that we've been given a, a kindness shown to us that we can never repay. It may sound like a cliche to a lot of people, but no one knows my dark secrets like me, and no one understands that I am as undeserving of any kind of kindness than God himself. And so I would rather have this feeling throughout the year that I want to be able to be a little bit more considerate of other people because I myself know I've been given consideration that I didn't deserve. And... It, it when we talk politics which i love talking about all the time but we realize that for other people that that is their religion that is what they that is what they hold most sacred and we are up against a battle that we have to be educated we have to be able to defend and for those of you that are in ministry you understand the apologetics course it's not just what i believe but why i believe it that we must be wise we must be everything that is necessary in order to push back what's facing us right now. We talked about Virginia and the gun confiscation, which we know goes against every American principle. The, the, the taking away of your freedom, the destruction of the, of the insurance industry, the Federal Bureau of Investigation abusing its power and it may not see the light of day and the complete unfairness of the United States media. All of that is is a truth in the minds of conservatives. At the same time, we win when we discuss the issues. So I want to thank everyone. Again, if you're a social media user, you can find me on Twitter at Broomhead Show. Mike Broomhead, all one word, on Instagram or the Mike Broomhead Show fan page on Facebook. Would love to correspond with you, but I really do. My prayer is a very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah to people, and a Happy New Year. Hope to talk with you again. Again, it's a privilege to be in on Glenn's show and speak with this audience as often as I can. And uh, he truly is a great friend as well. So, from the Mike Broomhead, from Mike Broomhead here in Phoenix, Arizona, to all of you across the country, a happy new year and a merry Christmas. God bless.
1: You're listening to Glenn Beck.